Welcome back to the Helio Hormones Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Danielle, and this episode is part of my Friday chat series. So I know personally when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm hearing so much great information, but if I'm out walking or driving, which is typically what I'm doing when I'm listening to podcasts, I'm not really able to take it all in or remember it. These Friday chat episodes are meant to be short and sweet. I want you to feel like it's Friday morning. We just grabbed a matcha or coffee, whatever your thing is. The sun is shining and we're on a quick five, 10 minute walk before we start our day. So I'll be focusing on quick topics, answering common questions I get asked. So feel free to send some in over on Instagram and clearing up any misconceptions or confusions about PCOS and fertility. So I'm really excited to be able to connect with you all a little bit more each week. And I hope you find these episodes just as helpful as the longer format episodes that will continue to come out on Tuesdays. So let's get to the episode. Welcome back and happy Friday. Today's topic is when to use an OPK test. Now OPK stands for ovulation predictor kit test. And because that is a mouthful, I will be referring to them as OPKs from here on out. OPKs typically measure LH or luteinizing hormone. Now, some OPK tests measure estrogen. We really don't want these types of OPKs. We are going to be talking about the OPKs that measure LH. Those are the ones that you want to be using. Those are the ones I'm going to be talking about in this episode. And LH is a hormone that spikes right before ovulation to trigger the release of an egg. So essentially, it's our brain and our ovaries communicating. Our brain makes LH. It tells our ovaries, hey, it's time. Release that egg. Let's ovulate. Let's get the show on the road. So essentially getting a positive OPK test means you can expect to ovulate in the next 24 to 36 hours. So who should use OPKs? Because it's not a great fit for everyone. Really anyone who is trying to conceive and wanting clarity on when during their menstrual cycle they ovulate. Or maybe you're not trying to conceive, but you're just wanting to get more information about your cycle. Maybe you're trying to prevent pregnancy, so you want to know when you ovulate so you can plan intercourse around that. But if you're trying to conceive, it can especially be helpful to know when you ovulate because not everyone ovulates on day 14. And if you do ovulate later or earlier, you may be missing your fertile window, especially if you're somebody who travels a lot for work, maybe your partner travels for work and you're not actually together for a lot of the month, you could just be missing your window and really that could be the key to getting pregnant. Now, OPKs may not be the best fit for everyone. And I typically don't recommend using them if your cycles are longer than 45 days. And that's because that's really a good sign that you aren't ovulating or at least you're not ovulating consistently. And you are more likely to get a false positive if your cycles are irregular. So what to do if you fall into this category? Typically, I recommend working on regulating your cycles. You may be thinking, well, how do I do that? And that is a whole other topic, many other topics. You know, one, figuring out why are your cycles irregular But once you have a more consistent cycle, then you can start using OPKs to gain more insight into your ovulation. Also, if you're someone who gets really stressed about your cycle and fertility, OPKs may not be the best fit for you because it is a test that you have to do many days in a row, and it could just exacerbate that stress. And we know that stress isn't good for fertility. So it's important to weigh the pros and cons of using OPKs. 
So let's talk about how to use an OPK correctly because if it's done incorrectly, the results may not be accurate. So typically you want to start testing on cycle day seven. Now remember cycle day one is the first day of your period and then you start counting from there. And you'll test once a day, every day, between 12 to 4 p.m. until you get a positive. Now, with PCOS, we can often get false positive OPK tests. And I'm going to try to explain this as simply as possible because I think it's really helpful and important to understand why false positives happen and how to tell if you're getting one. So LH is a hormone, again, that our brain makes to tell our ovaries it's time to ovulate. With PCOS, our ovaries often don't respond to the signal. So then our brain says, hey, the ovaries aren't listening, so let's make more LH. Almost as a way to yell at our ovaries and say, hey, pay attention here. It's time to ovulate. It's time to release that egg. So this is why with PCOS, we often see LH be really high, sometimes three times higher than FSH, which is another hormone that helps to orchestrate ovulation. So if you are someone who has abnormally high LH and then you're taking a test that is measuring LH, the test of course is going to come up positive, even though you actually aren't ovulating. So normally you should get a positive OPK test when your LH spikes, but then you should get a negative as the LH comes back down. So if you are consistently getting positive OPK tests, if you take the test, you get a positive on day 12, day 13, day 14, now it's day 20, you're still getting positives, it's a good indicator, it's a false positive. So, you know, if you have PCOS, I typically recommend taking OPKs until you get that negative. You know, if you don't get that negative, it's a good sign that that was a false positive. And if you have a month of false positives, I typically don't recommend testing the next cycle because you're going to want some time to improve your hormones, to improve your LH level, to improve your cycles before you get back into that routine of testing OPKs. Because otherwise it just becomes frustrating when you're getting these results and you're like, what does this mean? Is this a true positive? Is it not? And it just becomes really overwhelming. And there are so many other things you could be focusing on and doing and spending your time and money on that is actually going to help you ovulate versus taking this test over and over that is basically just telling you that you're not ovulating. And because I know someone will ask, my favorite OPK tests are by Prove. that's P-R-O-O-V. They actually have two tests. So one of their tests is called PREDICT. And this is a test that measures LH. They have another test called CONFIRM, which I think is really interesting. So CONFIRM actually measures PDG. And PDG is basically when our body makes progesterone, which we make progesterone after we ovulate. So we ovulate first, then we make progesterone. Our body actually breaks down progesterone into this metabolite called PDG, and then we release that in the urine. So PROVE not only has a test called PREDICT that looks at LH, but it also has a test called CONFIRM to say, okay, you know, we predicted if you were going to ovulate because LH is going to help to trigger that ovulation, but can we confirm that you ovulated and confirm that your body actually made progesterone? So that's my favorite company for OPK tests. You can absolutely just start with a PREDICT test, kind of get that under your belt. And if you want to progress and try the CONFIRM test, that's also an option. 
I'll leave the link for Prove in the show notes. I believe my code Dr. Danielle 20 is still active. Not 100% sure on that, but you can give it a try. That is all I have for you today. I hope that was helpful. If you are somebody out there who's been doing OPKs every day for the past three or four months and you have no idea what they're telling you, take a break. Just take a break. Mentally, it's so much. Take a break, get your cycles regulated, and then come back to it in a few months. All right. Have a great weekend and I will see you next Tuesday.